At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The following is a fourth-hand production. In the year 2000, someone using the name John Teeter claimed to be a time-traveling soldier on the radio program Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell and on several internet message boards. He claimed he was on a mission to retrieve an IBM 5100 computer to save his future and ours. Was this the first case of real documented time travel, or just some internet troll having fun at the expense of others? Find out next on Hysteria 51. They say, I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't have time travel capabilities yet. But if we could time travel, we'd do things to improve humanity. All that and make an insane amount of money. This is Hysteria 51. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Here's a question. Was it morally wrong for me to exploit my knowledge of the future for personal financial gain? Perhaps. Here's another question. Do I give a fuck? Obviously, we're going to have time travel. This show must be perfect because otherwise we come back and fix it and we've not shown back up. So obviously, this is perfection. Could not agree more. Right? Idiots. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and lead chrononauts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. It must be some kind of hot tub time machine. Brent, if we did have a time machine and we went to the past, do you think we'd make it better or worse? No question we'd make it better. I mean, we make some changes along the way, but all for the betterment of humanity. One little change has a ripple effect, and it affects everything else. Like a butterfly floats its wings, and Tokyo explodes, or there's a tsunami in, like, you know, somewhere. Dude, yes, exactly. Or, like, you step on a bug, and the fucking internet's never invented. Right. Oh, then you have to talk to girls with your mouth. Yeah, I was more concerned about bigger consequences, like me not being born. Oh, yeah, no, I don't care about that. Wait. Is that possible? Could we time travel and make it where you meet sacks were never born? I mean, I mean, I guess if you had a real time machine, we could probably do a number of things that would ensure we'd fade from existence. Uh, Marty McFly style, I guess. I'm intrigued. Go on. <laughs> By the way, that other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one who roots for the robots in the Terminator movies. Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is our robot that I built in my lab to help make the show better. Instead, he spends most of his time planning our demise and playing Missile Command, which it's kind of disheartening now that I'm really thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I remember. We told him it was connected to CENTCOM. So <laughs> yeah. speaking of Time Travel Nation, we're going to take a little journey of our own this evening. That's right. Tonight, we're talking about John Teeter, an infamous time traveler. And so we thought, what better source to learn about time travel than us? 
Question mark? So let's go to the Wayback Machine and hit up two years ago and hear what we had to say about how time travel works. John, give us a little elevator pitch on time travel. All right, here is something that I definitely wrote myself and did not pick up off of the internet. <laughs> time travel is the concept of movement between certain points in time, analogous to movement between different points in space, typically using a hypothetical device known as a time machine, either in the form of a vehicle or a portal connecting distant points in time. Time travel is a recognized concept in philosophy and fiction. But traveling to an arbitrary point in time has very limited support in theoretical physics, and usually in conjunction with quantum mechanics or Einstein-Rosen bridges. Mm, my better favorite known, kind of bridges. Uh, better known wormholes. No, yeah. Bow Bridges oh. is the best. Well, kind of bridges. Jeff Bridges. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. I'll take right. Bow. Thank I'll you. I'll take Jeff. I'm a Jeff guy. Yeah, yeah. Two for Jeff, you lose. Um, in a more narrow sense, Lloyd. <laughs> when? Oh, he went Lloyd. I like Randy Bridges, the guy who uh, <laughs> was my plumber two seasons ago when I needed to put in a new toilet. Strong. Bridges of Madison County? <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, our track record of being insanely informative goes back to the very beginning, Brent. I learned a lot listening to that clip, is what I want you to know. And how about that sound quality? If there's anything we've always promised our intrepid listeners, you get what you pay for here. <laughs> Every penny. <laughs> Yikes. This dumpster fire was even worse. Didn't think that was possible. I guess we have improved. The humans have anyway, I think, John, is the best way to put it. Speaking of humans, we have guests, one of which you also just heard in that clip. For the fourth week in a row, and it only seems like 12. 12th in our heart. <laughs> Joe Peck joins us. His name is Pecker. Joe, my goodness, you are uh, incorrigible. I'm, I'm not actually here. You don't know this. We haven't told you, but producer Lisa and I have started the adoption process. So, uh, <laughs> I wondered why I've that social worker kept showing up around my house. I've always wanted Joe to call me daddy. Now the law's getting involved to make it happen. <laughs> Is this just an excuse for you to ask for a social security number? <laughs> well, I mean, it's I more have, of a cunning ruse. I would have given it to you. <laughs> I've never told you, like, I welcome someone to steal my identity. My life is not that cool. I'm a fucking 39-year-old single lonely guy. Like, take it. Take it. Let, let me have a mulligan. <laughs> in, in fact, if, you, if you'd like to steal his identity, his social security number, 36942 Eight nine six one. There's someone out there that's gonna go, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Actually it's four, eight, fifteen, sixteen. Sorry, that's a little lost reference. Twenty three, forty two. Thank you. Thank you. Four, Thank fifteen, you. sixteen, twenty three, forty two. Yeah. Never Damn mind. It, Never mind. Yeah, I, just, I, yeah. I'm Jesus, just gonna move you guys on. Are nerds. <laughs> Oh, that that other voice you're hearing. Yeah, that, we normally hurts. reserve that that comment for uh, conspiracy bop, but mm. that other voice you're hearing is another guest tonight. The the indomitable too good. Who is it over there? It's a little blurry. The indomitable oh. force behind Chicago's number one 
podcast, mm. blurry photos. Yes. Mr. David Flora. David, thank you for joining us. David hey Flora. David Flora. I already, Order up. Order I already up, don't everybody. like him. Order up. <laughs> I don't like the other bald guys. Yeah, there's only, there could, there could, we got there a Highlander thing going on right now. Big there could time. be only That's one. Right. Oh, dude, the lightning is like, can you feel it? Yeah. The tingling? Like, yeah. a quickening is coming. I, yeah, I feel that, that deer. I feel that deer's heart just pumping. <laughs> <laughs> well, well remembered. I just kind of, I kind of thought that was just some animal magnetism between no, you no. two. That is an obscure hey, potato, scene potato, from, from so obscure, so, and I yeah, like it. Yeah. Well, David, thank you for joining us. You, uh, we brought you on today because you are a John Tedor expert. Joe, no, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, thanks for having me. We're doing this a little different. That's why we have him on here, right, John? Yes, exactly right. I mentioned David is a is, is a teeter expert as much as anyone can be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he celebrates but, his entire catalog. Uh, <laughs> another good obscure reference. David and I are going to tell Joe and Brent the story. Uh, they've done no research and will simply ask questions along John the way. John literally gave me the week off. Yep. He actually called. He goes, what if you don't research this? And I'm like, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so all they're going to do is is ask questions along the way. Don't forget bad dick and fart jokes along with some inane Simpsons references. Never forget those. No, no. <laughs> Joe is on the show. so That we reminds me of the Simpsons episode. Where <laughs> uh, so that too. Now uh, that but, I've got you. Yeah, Buzz Killington here. And so uh, are you ready, guys, for the story of John Teeter, time traveler? Me either. Let's get into it. That is an God, excellent that chord progression you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the most topic. excellent song. Before we hit the story, let me, uh, David. What do you think? Is it John Titor or Teeter? Like O R E R, the sound, not the spelling. Oh well, that's a good question. I always said Teeter. Teeter, yeah, it just okay. it, it seems smoother teeter. than Titor. Te like like Titor sounds like he comes with you know Battle Cat and uh, exactly his own like yeah. he's and got a fist that's two sizes too big. You action know, like, battle damage armor. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. You see, Titor, stomach the and like, adventurer. Yeah. yeah, now with kung fu grip. <laughs> so from here on out, I'm gonna say Titor. Yeah. Titor. <laughs> All right, like that so, chick from college that used to hate me because every time she was in the green room, I'd walk in. I go, Marlo of the Hill People. <laughs> and uh, she burnt the, uh, she burnt the, her dorm room, her dorm room down. Yeah. So, so 20 years later, <laughs> you're like, still making fun of her. I think it's my fault. <laughs> Most people can't, can't let go of grudges. Brent can't let go of things he made fun of people for. Somewhere grudges that he caused. That he caused, yes. <laughs> Somewhere some girl has finally got her hair back and just heard the no. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's obviously both listening to this yes. and listening to it live <laughs> uh we all know people remote view this show regularly all right the story i'm ready teach me teach we talked about i will give them a look we did speak of him just briefly in a couple mess in our time travel episode in our time travel so i remember you know that he exists and stuff but we didn't really dive into this but you don't know when he exists oh. 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 yeah that checks right. out i'm pretty sure we'll find out about that last week yeah. <laughs> so it all started in the year of our Lord, 1998 AD. Uh, college. I was in college in that fine year. I met the beautiful woman in the production booth. Why are you pointing at David? Booth. She's Bruce? behind him. Oh. But the production booth. <laughs> It's like a booth, but it's, you know, you, you make beer and you make sure our levels are good. Yeah. 
1998, uh, it's, it's probably the best place to start and and also it, it starts in a place that is probably the most reputable place that you can make any kind of scientific claim coast to coast with art bell oh man that's that still hurts i thought he coast just passed. passed i thought coast to coast was with space ghost space did art bell take over for him <laughs> yes yes yeah. yes a little shout out poro went out for the the old school homie for kind of what we do tell me yeah you know what art bell never took a crap on anyone's story he let them say oh, yeah. whatever they wanted and gave them that air of i believe you as opposed you to know, the show where we do it routinely uh, you know and then you uh somewhere in the desert and, and art bell he's he's uh god rest him kind of yep. uh and and i don't know if you've been watching the saga after he left they've been fighting over who's going to take over his show and all this stuff has been Space kind Ghost. of a nasty true <laughs> kind of th- nasty thing i thought nori was pretty well in ensconced well so he, on he is but uh, Art Bell had his new show that uh, he's been doing on I- internet on their own show, right? And I can't think of the name on of the internet w- on, 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 on 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 the, the internet. <laughs> and the, he had a woman that took over for him, and she was doing it. And when he left, she said, "I can't do the show. I need some time off." And after like a month and a half, they're like, "All right, it's time to come back." And she's like, "I can't. I'm still mourning." They're like, "Okay, then we have to replace you." And she's like, "How?" dare you and it's like well you can't really do that like i can't go i'm in mourning for someone yeah. uh you know indefinitely, indefinitely. Yeah. i believe isn't Why what's did, the saying the show must go on isn't yeah. that what you always say john yes yeah she she sounds uh very similar actually to the executioner from robin hood men in tights <laughs> what are you a 16 16 and a half <laughs> Is that, uh, the, is that the new Nazi? Is that what you're going to work into every single No, it's Brent's new, it's Brent's new uh, accent. <laughs> it, it used to be the uh, New York uh, guy. Hey, what are you, like, uh, 16? Maybe 16 ever? You know? With the arms? Go- he, he's, exactly. You he's, know what? I'll f- forget about it. I'll figure it out. It's worked in number two. So let's try to get back to John yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, start, it starts with a fax to Coast to Coast. And if that's this, not telling the date, that's it, yeah. so 98, yeah. <laughs> if you aren't familiar, Coast to Coast was a national radio program that ran overnights uh, all over the place. Was, is. Uh, Well, uh, but with Art Bell. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Art would do open line segments routinely, and uh, he was actually doing a special one, uh, Open Timeline. And he basically, hey, if you're a time traveler, call us and give us your story. And this person decided to fax the show instead. Well, oh, oh, and uh, speaking of calls, we have our first caller, which, and I mean ever, because this is not, <laughs> not a, a call-in call show. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we have uh, we have the facts here, and I'm going to have David read it because David does the perfect John Teeter voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Teeter. Oh, I'm John Teeter. Hey, dear Art, I had to fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 A.D. Please. Let me explain. <laughs> As if someone was going to cut him off in the facts. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's not a telegraph. <laughs> Time travel was invented in 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce <laughs> the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. He's 20 years ago. They're already blaming everything on CERN. I'm with it so far. Like so far that uh, 
every sci-fi movie I've heard that that's that's hitting a, a singularity rotating. I'm that in. makes sense. <laughs> so we're, we're going to cut out a, a, a huge chunk of the middle of the facts. A lot of racism. So we're just going <laughs> to skip over. And he goes he goes on to explain multiple timeline theory and and and, and that for one reason or another, time seems to stop in twenty five sixty four. Anyway, back to the facts. No, the Mayans the Mayans predicted yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, twenty five sixty four. Yes. <laughs> it's a much bigger calendar. There's their second. It's two prediction. wheels. Now for the future you might want to know about. One, <laughs> Y2K is a disaster. <laughs> Many people die on the highways when they freeze to death trying to get to warmer weather. <laughs> two, the government. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> the government tries to keep power by instituting martial law. But all of it collapses when their efforts to bring the power back up fail. No. Three, a power facility in Denver is able to restart itself, but is mobbed by hundreds of thousands of people and destroyed. <laughs> this convinces most that maybe we shouldn't bring the old system back up. Did they have pitchforks and Thanks torches? Thanks a lot, Snake Pliskin. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't this the ending of uh, yes. Escape from L.A.? Yes. Or, <laughs> also, power. or also the entire plot of that one uh, season show, Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For <laughs> a few years later, communal government system is developed after the Constitution takes... A few twists. <laughs> Communal government system, another fancy way to say communism. Yeah. Communism. So, so there's more than one twist in that in the Constitution, I'd say, but go ahead. China retakes Taiwan. Israel wins the largest battle for their life. And Russia is covered in nuclear snow. Nu- nuclear slow snow <laughs> from their collapsed reactors. Brief. No one there seemed to notice. <laughs> <laughs> Art, the reason I'm here now is because I believe a nuclear weapon set off by Iraq in the Middle East war with Israel might have something to do with the damaged timeline. I will test that theory and get back to you. I will test that theory. Please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. Wow, that's foreboding. But you know what? That's a few generations from now. Screw it. I'm an American. That doesn't even count. That's, that's future us problem. Yeah. 2564 is not even a prime number. Who cares? <laughs> so, so it's, it's, listen, it's interesting enough, right? But, but then a second fax comes in that and same year. Everyone knows, at least in the 90s, it was illegal to send more than one fax if it was a lie. Right. So, so, I mean, so this, this offers some legitimacy yeah. to it. Uh, and and uh, now now here is the second fax. Dear Mr. Bell, I'm going to read this a little faster because there's a lot of it here. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I faxed this information to you the day before you left the air. I wanted to make sure it wasn't lost in the shuffle, so I'm sending a gift. <laughs> if you've already seen this, please accept my apologies. <laughs> if you choose to make this public, please do not publish the fax number. I had to fax when I heard the other time traveler calling in from the recent time past. In fact, the what what happened? Uh, I had to fax when I heard the other time traveler calling in from the recent time past. In fact, the year 2500 A.D. Let me explain, please, Mr. Bill. I sent a fax with this opening on July 29th, 1998. As I said, 
Sorry, there's a line through that date on mine. No. Uh, <laughs> as I said then, I am a time traveler. I've been on this world line since April of this year, and I plan to leave soon. Typically, that's a word, time travelers <laughs> do not purposely affect the world lines they visit. However, this mission is unusually long, and I've grown attached to some of the people I've met here. <laughs> anyway, for my own reasons, I've decided to help this world line by sharing information about the future with a few people in the hope that it'll help their future. I'm contacting you for the same reason. Wait, wait. So he's saying this timeline is everything's a tangent is what he's saying, right? Like, like multi-world. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Unfortunately, there's no historical reference to your program in my world line. <laughs> I believe you can change the future by creating one now. <laughs> <laughs> your future. Right. Some now. of the information. <laughs> it's your tomorrow. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi is why I'm here. <laughs> Some of the information presented on your program may be invaluable to upline researchers. I suggest you isolate the programs that concentrate on military technology and new physics theories. Transcribe these programs and put them in someplace safe away from the box. I recommend some place in the Midwest. What you're everyone, saying, write down the important things, keep them somewhere where you won't lose them. And and everyone knows that 15 or 20 years from now, if you're looking for ways to save humanity, you go back to old episodes of Coast to Coast. Right, right. I mean, well, that that is a give. I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, then, you know, put them in your favorite box. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't Hopefully, there, it's uh, in the Midwest. Wasn't there an SNL sketch back in yes. the day of like it was like a guy talking about creating a business? He goes. We shall write down the names of our clients <laughs> on a sheet of paper or something else, yeah. and we shall place them somewhere safe, like a drawer or a safe. And then later, yeah. they're, they're talking about they should do something else. We're going to keep that safe, probably in the same place. We keep the list <laughs> keep with the, the clients' names. Clients. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah it's a right. boardroom. <laughs> All right, back to uh, back to the facts, please, Chrononaut. <laughs> I also... That's F-A-X, not F-A-C-T-S. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah let's distinguish that. Or was I... that a question mark? Sorry. Ooh. I also urge you to reconsider your paranoia to the Russians. They're not preparing for war with the average U.S. citizen. <laughs> They're great. Only the exceptional. <laughs> They're preparing for war with the U.S. government. They're huge. They will eventually save this country and the lives of millions of Americans. Has Trump seen this? Like, <laughs> this should be what he submits to exonerate himself. This, this, this is the uh, State of the Union next year. <laughs> <laughs> I realize my claims are a bit difficult to accept, fellas. All right, all right, all right. So I will send the following once I know you've received this fax. A few pages from the operations manual of my Wait, does his fax machine from the future not have the capability of sending you the status you know, sheet that said transmission machine. okay or fax yeah. machine? Right. What T fax machine from the future? <laughs> Redundant. <Yeah. Hey> <laughs> I don't know why everything's making me think of SNL, but now I'm thinking of uh, the unfrozen caveman lawyer. When he's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm a just a caveman. Sometimes yeah. when I receive a fax, I wonder, are there demons inside <laughs> that box? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm driving my BMW and it, a thunderstorm comes, I run into the hills because I'm scared of lightning. <laughs> With that said, Your Honor, I'd like you to exonerate my witness. <laughs> 
<laughs> and a few colored photographs of my vehicle. Oh, if you oh, wish it's to a color fax machine. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I said fax machine from the future. <laughs> if you wish to contact me, I will be happy to share with you the nature of time, the physics of time travel, and some of the events of your future. So this was faxed to Coast to Coast in 98, and, and Art Bell read all this live. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bell was the king of like taking this stuff and just going, hey, I got this, and I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to take it seriously. That's exactly right. You know? Uh, and and he was not uh, – John Titor, or who actually whoever this was at the time, not identified by name yet, uh, wasn't wasn't the only one that would call in or fax in, I suppose, he just said, and the give other, their stories. My fellow time driver. It's almost like he, he's like, usually we don't mess with the timelines, but yeah. Yeah, I'm in banging, you know, said chick over here. So if <laughs> if you kill your father and you you disappear like Marty McFly, what happens if you become your own father? Do you grow like a third arm? Uh, <laughs> Futurama did no, an episode no. about it. Don't worry, it's just like go a, watch. It's like in Time Cop where they can't uh, occupy the same space. Oh, yeah. like, if you're looking for historical accuracy and, and and kind of a guide pole as to whether something could be true or could not be true, you always use Time Cop. Oh, I do. That's a, I mean, it's very smart. It's I do. One when of I'm the driving. few. Few things that my dad taught me that I'll take to the grave every day. Uh, that time cop yeah. and yeah. and that Taco Bell wins the franchise wars. Yep, <laughs> yep. He is. yep. That's it. All right. So <laughs> now all that's going through my head right now is Brent looking in the mirror and going, "Hey, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> so so that was it, guys. That, uh, uh, that's it. That, that, that's it. Just a, a few bizarre faxes to a radio host that trades in the bizarre. But wait, there's more. Uh-oh. So, so we're not done. That's what you're going <laughs> to There is indeed more. Two years later, a person with the username time underscore traveler underscore zero. It's so not even one, zero. This how, guy is, you know. How futuristic. Unfortunately, underscores. time traveler underscore zero was already taken. <laughs> exactly. Uh, posted in the Time Travel Institute forums, then known as a safe space for people interested in time travel, and I guess a logical destination for an actual time traveler to make contact. Just like an actual alien would send their files to someone like Tom DeLong and not the U.S. government. That's you know, exactly. You right. always go to those people, not not you know the government or scientists because well, they're the right. woke ones. They're well, the woke. Right. Well, and that's where that's where everyone <laughs> says like, "Hey, John, I want to share something with you about your current timeline. I mean, your timeline. I mean, now <laughs> about your human timeline. I mean, timeline. I mean, God damn it! I want to share something with you about my past, your future. I mean, our future, your past. Damn it! Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get All right, there. So here is the first Bruce. post in the Time Travel Institute's forum. Greetings. I am a time traveler from the year twenty thirty six. I'm on my way home after getting an IBM fifty one hundred computer system from the year. 1975. <laughs> yeah, I collect old uh, old IBM machines. It's just just thought I'd say hi. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> My time machine is a stationary mass temporal displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by two top-spin dual-positive singularities that produce a standard offset Tipler sinusoid. <laughs> so I Dude, that's I fascinating. My doctor this week told me I'm I'm at risk of having a Tipler sinusoid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy to post pictures of the unit. <laughs> <laughs> I got arrested for telling someone that. So he he, he comes back in time. Uh, 
This is two years later, and he's <laughs> posting this on a time travel bulletin board for all intents Correct. and purposes. Well, as, as time traveler, or I'm sorry, time underscore traveler underscore zero. Yeah, yeah. Because there is there is a very, very, very easy way to stay anonymous as a time traveler, and that's by calling yourself time traveler. <laughs> right, 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 right. So he eventually will post some pictures of his quote-unquote time machine in a fairly uncomfortable place. I know what that's going to be. Well, like the back of a Volkswagen. Close, Seabot, the back of a Chevy Corvette. <laughs> so so then in 2001, uh, Time Traveler uh, Zero, now going by the name of John Titor, made his first post. Of the hill people. Titor. <laughs> made his first post in the Art Bell forums, uh, the online counterpart to Coast to Coast. Mm. Uh, it was an exact duplicate of the November 2nd post from the time travel forums. He eventually migrated permanently to the Art Bell forums where he would post regularly until March of 2001. So he found a community that he was comfortable yep. with. That's yep. exactly right. Isn't that what we all want, whether geographically or in time? <laughs> Accepted it. And why is Seabot playing along? I, that's the part right. I don't understand. So there, there are literally hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of posts and interactions. Way too much to get into here. So let's let's we're going to give you like kind of the basic breakdown of what he all said. Right, right. And literally, there are like hundreds of posts. Like because you can find, yeah, yeah, you can find the the archives of this online. And I tried going through as much as I could when I did my episode. Man. <laughs> Yeah, that it 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 Is goes it and BS goes. Jargon using uh like like he's been you singularity singularity like the you same know, buzzwords and sort of but like he he is like quintessential form poster like yeah he's snappy with people and and he's kind of a dick you know and and then and and people are asking him questions and he's coming up with answers to everything and is pretty happy to to answer them but he's still like uh you idiots like this is we're we're communists but i'm not going to say communist yeah. and the the tone is really really like, like so oh, it's why really realistic <laughs> as far as the world going right now like but, he's troll has become an art form oh yeah yeah he's <laughs> and he you know when why would you even ask that question you know what he sounds like uh, he sounds like comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yes. Sort of does, yeah. Oh, Worst yeah. episode ever. <laughs> Best time travel ever. So, uh, so, so there's lots of these posts, but here's the basic claim. He claims to be an American soldier from the year 2036 based in Tampa, Florida. He was assigned to a governmental time travel project mm. and sent back to Typical. 1975 <laughs> to retrieve an IBM 5100. If, if the IBM 5100 was one of the very first, uh, tra- I, I'm not going to say, uh, uh, I guess the best way, to, uh, portable computer, transportable computer. It, it, the size it, of a small room. No, no. I mean, you, it, it, like, it like you, suitcase size. Like like suitcase. Right, right, right. right. You, could you could literally, you could take it with you somewhere as yeah. opposed to other computers portable at the time. Portable computation machine. Of this, tax machine from unit. the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unit. So about needing a computer from 1975, he said, We need the system to debug various legacy computer programs in 2036. Unix has a problem in 2038. So there's no, there's no way that they can just use some sort of, you know, front end to, to, to pretend like it's an IBM 5100. They have to use that. They don't have DOS box, but for IBM 5100. No, that's what he says. Is this like the South Park where the guy comes back from the future to get, uh, Cartman's Trapper Keeper? 
<laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. It just seems so random that it's he just but picked the, one the, thing. The one thing you can always go back to this story is not all of it is random. He he has little kernels hidden in there. And the first, it turns out Unix really does have a programming language problem, sort of a a Y two K problem. Oh. It uh, it counts everything in seconds. Okay, and it's going to run out of integers in the year twenty thirty eight. So he literally had to have known that. Or- if if he's not telling the truth, he would have had to know that and pick something that Why was realistic. Why did you realistic. use that voice there? I don't understand. I just want them to know. I, I, Is that I'm not another new voice? Are you just <laughs> adding <laughs> new voices? You got there? gas or something? <laughs> <laughs> also, tons and tons and tons of basic computer systems run on Unix. Yeah. So when you think of like, um, you know, a train's braking system and right. stuff like that. It's a real basic program. So, so what if, you're, you're saying is I need to have my bug out bag ready that night. That's, you know, that's on the December 31st, 2037. 30, 30, you know, that's yeah. the real Y2K. That's the real Y2K. You know what's really funny about that that I never would have thought of? So, you know, as, as you, as you were reading some of the faxes and we were listening to that, you know, some of the things, obviously it's like, well, that doesn't sound like where the world's going. Uh, you know, GE looks like it's going out of business, for example, like whatever. But then you just said the trains. One of my recent rants has been, I'm so effing tired of our smartest man alive, our Tesla, Elon Musk. Instead of figuring out teleportation technology, he's fucking around with trains. It's 100 years old. So apparently we are going in that direction. Like, maybe this Unix stuff is real. Hey, Warren Buffett knows it, too. Uh, One of the biggest purchases he's ever made a few years ago. Union Pacific. He made Union Pacific. That's Yeah, but yeah, this is this is Don't land on it. This is where we're going. (laughs) So anyway, uh, Teeter said that he had been selected for this mission specifically given that his paternal grandfather was involved with the assembly and programming of the IBM 5100 uh, uh, and that's obviously the one they need help because they, they need help to fix job. the problem so because his DNA interfaces with it like what it's an inside job <laughs> what what this computer does is translate both uh, languages okay. right so so it does it does Unix and what what was the do you do you remember the other I forget take, the other but it language. puts it into another language that I, other computers I, I can understand they, they had inane names but it emulates older more archaic computer languages okay. it, it's an emulator that's what I meant why couldn't they just make an IBM fifty one hundred emulator to emulate the yeah. emulator ooh like they li- they literally had to have the the, the there is no know, spoon the real thing well, Leonardo DiCaprio is dead by then so that's yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> Um, top still no, but, spinning wow. though. But David's right. And, and the other the other interesting thing about the IBM 5100 and its ability to do that, IBM took a look at it and said, you know, I'm, we're kind of worried what our competition might do with this technology. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to tell anyone that it can do that. Mm-hmm. And according to an IBM engineer, they kept that Inside the house, didn't mm-hmm. tell anybody about it. So this guy had insider information of one some way type. Or yes, there was like a small handful of people that so knew that, about it. That's kind of a, a big, big smoking gun here. An interesting little tidbit yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Well, wait, isn't it? Is it a little tidbit or is it a big smoking gun? No, uh, Brent, you know, choose your own adventure on that one. <laughs> 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 or in your case. Is your big smoking gun actually just a little tidbit? Uh, you've been talking to Lisa, and I'll ask you to stop that. <laughs> so what you must be asking yourself is <laughs> he needed a computer from 1975. Mm-hmm. He's from the year 2036. Mm. What is he doing in the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. The, number one, and how does he know about the 25, 30, whatever? The, the line? I got lots of questions. Keep going. 
Well, he claimed to, to do a stopover for personal reasons, to collect pictures that are, of course, lost in the future Civil War that I'm about to tell you about. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and of course, visit his family, of whom he often spoke. He said that he stayed with his parents and his two-year-old self. Wow. Mm. Yeah, wow. He's really testing that time cop theory. Hey, kid! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so he, he also said he had been for a few months trying to alert anyone that would listen about the threat of Crutzfeld Jacob or Crutzfeld Jacob, uh, disease spread through the uh, beef products. It's mad cow disease. If, if you're yeah. familiar, mad cow disease. Another round 2000 buzzword, you know, mm-hmm. remember yeah. the UK was, was a ripe with, with mad uh, cow disease. Ni- well, 90, 93 and 94 is when that went off. Yeah. And then everybody for future years, uh, to your point, was very worried about it in their in their beef products. So anyway, he was he was trying to worry pe- uh, he was trying to warn people about that. And then when he was questioned by an online subscriber, he also ex- expressed an interest in mysteries such as UFOs, which remained unexplained in his time. Oh my god! Uh, well, if if they became explained, they would no longer be UFOs. It's a valid point. <laughs> it's a disclosure uh, episode. That's just they would just be hole. FOs. Our UFO disclosures are just uh, yeah, so much of what we've talked about. Yeah, what on are this, we even doing? Yeah, yeah. we're wasting our time. Well, you know what? Uh, it's been fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but he did suggest that UFOs and extraterrestrials might be travelers from much further into the future than his own time with superior, with superior time machines. Yeah, but 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 they don't know if they're past 25 whatever because they don't know. Or right. just a different tangent. A different a, a different world line that was his term. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Basically the that that cutoff point of 25 whatever was him saying he explained it as some people from his time tried to go forward and every time they went past that date it was blackness and nothing. Wow. And so nobody knows why or oh, what wow. happened so or they they survived that. and came back but there was nothing there. It's like, like when Count Ducula got to the end of the universe. Ducula. Yeah. Count Ducula. That was exactly. such a good show. All right. So so we know why so the time travel singularity is a castle? Yes. That's, yes. that's true. That's true. Another thing we talk about on here several times that most people probably have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so time so travel. Time travel? I'll cut you off every time, John. Keep going. Been trying to get through this John episode is, for the last hour and a half. For now. those listening at home, John is exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> or remote viewing. <laughs> this was the worst decision ever, ever. <laughs> to let me and Brent just ask questions. <laughs> You're going to develop a time machine to go back and yeah. warn yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How, how bad can it be? No one's come from the future to tell us to stop yet. So come on. So we know why he's time hopping yeah. and, and what he's after. But what else is going on in the future? How exactly does the time machine work, and 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 what predictions does he make? Will the Browns mm. ever win the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> That's next, or it already happened on hey. Hysteria Fifty One. This is like the perfect scenario, but we need John to make the buzz go. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school, or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks, or did you try? to use some weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. (laughs) 
I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. <laughs> it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25 rows, that is going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, man. There is never enough time to satisfy <laughs> I split kick you in the face. Nation, we are back and we have more time jokes than you can have time for. Oh, no, no, that one doesn't count. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so good. The John's John... turned the tables on us. Now Brett and I are the ones going. Mm. <laughs> Bless Killington over here now that I've got you. All right, tell me more about Teeter. Teetor. <laughs> he cl- let's talk about his time machine. Yeah, so so far I've heard that it's a Corvette or it's in the back of no, a Corvette. No, it's in the back of a Corvette. And it produces spinning singularities much like CERN did. It's just more compact. When I DJed at a little club called Carbos in college, my DJ name was Spinning Singularity. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Carpos was really a place we used to unfortunately go to. Uh, yeah, or Adkins killed that. <laughs> hey, oh. That's one you have to think about for yeah. a second. Kid. We don't like those on this show. Stop that. <laughs> more, more dick and fart jokes, please. Yeah. Uh, all so, right. Tell me, tell me about this time machine. So I, he claimed that the technology based on the far out, let's say, cosmological work of mathematical physicist Frank Tipler, just the Tipler, just to see how it yeah, feels, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, uh, would uh, would be figured out after a breakthrough <laughs> at the CERN particle accelerator around the year 2001. Which, I mean, we, they probably wouldn't have told us by now, so I'm, I'm still on board. Keep they, going. They learned how to create many black holes. That happened in 2001, Which according to Which they were been very worried about. Uh, remember, they were going to 
crank that thing up and we were all going to die. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a huge campaign. Or maybe we've died many times and, and this is, we don't even realize it. Respawning. Just, yeah. yeah. But, but we entered Luckily up, down, saved. up yeah. down, up down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select start because oh, two it's two player. player. It's multiplayer. Right. Yeah. Good. Don't you guys keep waking up in your bedroll like nothing yeah. happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Kenny. Like he just wakes up in, in the bed every morning. Here we go. His machine was manufactured, as we mentioned before, by General Electric and installed in the back of a 67 Chevy Corvette. Because that makes sense. Like now, of course, he said he was a military guy, but General Electric's just pumping these out for, you know, willy nilly uses. Like, I I got a few days off. I'm going to go back to Wyoming in the 60s and see what it's like. And 67 Corvette (laughs) makes sense because it was widely considered a fairly weak design model of of in the Corvette lineage. Nothing special or interesting about it. Was it a convertible and he was actually the astronaut from Heavy Metal? And that was his that was his car that no, he that's was John Titor. <laughs> well guys, you can make all the jokes you want, but we actually have a description from the man himself. Seabot, can you play that please? It is produced by the modial interaction of magneto reluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. <laughs> no, Seabot. That's a, that's a 70s video about transmissions. Good yeah, Lord. yeah. But uh, let's have our resident chrononaut voice, Mr. Flora, read what Teeter actually said in similar nonsense jargon. By using two micro-singularities in close proximity to each other, it is possible to create, manipulate, and alter the Kerr fields to create a Tipler gravity sinusoid. This field can be adjusted, rotated, and moved in order to simulate the movement of mass through a donut-shaped singularity and into an alternate world line. Thus... Safe time travel. He had me a donut. Yeah. Well, I, that, that's all that matters. Wait, wait, wait. Safe? What, why, why would you say safe? Yeah. What, what is, 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 there, is this dangerous? What, is there, no, no, no. Yeah. no one wants to use those Hewlett Packard machines. <laughs> that's think, why I'm GE. Do you think that he was going around playing tricks on people's uh, soda, much like Tom DeLong described? Uh, yeah. So we're, we're in the uh, gravity bubble. Uh, oh. This tastes like Pepsi, and wait, I ordered a Coke. Wait, wait a second. I'm going to take the Coke out of his hand and put it in her hand. Hey, <laughs> oh man! Part of the reason that that he chose the the '67 Corvette too is that I think that the construction of the car helped with the the forces at work. Oh, interesting! And also, it would be it it would fit blend in. It would blend in. It would in blend in for all those. Yeah, and you can even drive it around now, and people be like, "Oh, hey, you know." So, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That, Although that- in 2000, 1998 or so, I think he says he was driving like a pickup truck at the time. Some oh. some kind of car, so he he had to trade in, you know, to to look more inconspicuous. Perhaps this time travel isn't as safe as he let on. No, um, but I'll tell you what else is not safe: the future. Oh, uh, did he did he make some prediction? Well, I'm sorry, statements about what's going to happen. Yes, he did. He's not a prediction. No, when you know it. First Ooh. off, uh, he recounted that the world has literally gone to hell. Right. Now, do you mean hell is in the aforementioned hoary host and neither world evil were actually in hell? Or it's just like, you know, people kept voting for people that we don't like. <laughs> Got the hell in the handbasket. <laughs> yeah. Leave the politics so, well, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to start with a second civil war in, two, in 2000. I mean, in 2004. Oh, well, you know, that's uh, that timeline. 
So uh, that didn't exactly uh, happen yet. I mean, no, yet he saved us from it. Yeah, yeah possible. Maybe you know. it was. It was supposed to coincide with civil unrest. A civil unrest surrounding the 2004 election. If you if, if you remember, uh, in our timeline at least, Bush was reelected that year pretty easily. There wasn't a lot of unrest. Yeah. The civil conflict that we were going to have, he characterized as having a Waco type event every month. That steadily. So gets what you're worse. saying is that in his timeline, Janet Reno has assumed power <laughs> yes and she's waco everywhere there's children in there ram them ram them all use fire <laughs> burn it burn it with fire you know they said they don't want to come out then bring hell inside what i don't understand what's going on here if you read all of his posts uh, like david was saying there's way too many to go over he definitely has some certain political leanings and isn't a big fan of big government big corporation which is we've talked about on this show a lot in the past i don't know if you've david i'm sure you've ran into it the staunch we found alien believers and time travel believers and stuff tend to fall into that hardcore right wing. Uh, a lot of times they have a lot of um, well, yeah. Uh, so the white world views and things like the that. Extremists, the extremists in the paranormal UFO and yeah, mysterious yeah, the community, the Coopers of the world, uh, tend together. to be also mm-hmm. be right wing extremists. Yeah, uh, yeah, preppers. Not to mm-hmm. say that you're that way if you're a prepper. That's fine. Or that even being. Uh, you know, right leaning is a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, you you definitely see this. This There's uh, a correlation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as a result of this uh, of this civil war, the United States would split into five regions based on various factors and differing military objectives. This civil war, according to Teeter, would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, that's um, fun. But yeah, uh, he said it ends with Russia nuking the major cities of the U.S., China, and Europe. But d- don't forget, everybody, Russia's here to help. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're not attacking. Uh, what do you say? Us. It's just yes, the government. Hey, Sometimes I mean, you got to call the herd in order for them to survive. Cut the head off the snake so the people can crawl out. Only lost three billion. (laughs) So he refers to all of those nukings as N-Day. That makes sense. Which I I suppose is a play on D-Day. I don't know. Um, He he specifically calls out Washington, D.C. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. right? I get it. It's the capital of, of, of our current government. It's the seat of power. Why wouldn't it be nuked? What other city do you think that they would probably nuke? I would go to New York. You right. Could, you could make an argument for Chicago. You could also make another argument for places like, you know, Fort Knox and things like that if they have, you know, thinking of things, you know, the, the, bases. The other seat of power that they went after, acor- according to T-Tor, is Jacksonville, Florida. Well, everyone <laughs> hates that damn team, so it makes sense. That's a good Haven't point. Haven't you seen uh, you know, Ash versus Evil Dead? Yeah, yeah. Right. So they, they destroy the, the U.S. Capitol with a nuke. Wow. After the war... Do Omaha, they move it? Uh, they, uh, they do, to Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha? Somewhere in middle America. Yeah. <laughs> and he never... It, there's Along with everything else with T-Tour, with there's contradictions. It's the capital of the country, but the country's actually five countries? Well, yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It doesn't... doesn't <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that going it's, around. Well, <laughs> come on now. No, 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 no. You've already answered that. It became communism. So you had... You still had the USSR, but, you know, back in the day, but then you had all these other places, but it's hey, hey, Union no. of Soviet Socialist no. Americans. No, no. Nobody said the... Nobody said the C word. No, I'm sorry. Uh, community of like-minded it's, individuals. It's commu- communal states of uh, federation. Yeah. Uh, this is the bread line. <laughs> Here you go. 
But but don't forget, guys, Russia isn't to blame. They only dislike our government, yeah, not yeah, us yeah, as yeah. people. So I guess Trump isn't as close to Putin as we thought. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah, that makes makes sense. (laughs) Apparently he didn't. So that has to kill tons and tons and tons of us uh, innocent bystanders. By the end of World War III, we lose close to three billion people across the world. People. Sadly, summing this up, they've destroyed the U.S. government. It's now this new infrastructure. The people are okay with it because they were helping us out. So what happens? Like, what's the what's the outcome? We don't just go on our merry way. Right. You know, we become a more advanced culture. Uh, We become agrarian kind of. uh, You've ever heard the term locavore? You eat and and chop and do everything Everything, locally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we become. But I, I think of myself as that because everything is delivered to me through Amazon. Yes. He also makes fun of us uh, when we're, oh, you, yeah. you know, in the in the future, we look back at you as idiots. <laughs> Life's much more rural in the future, but high technology is used to communicate and travel. Like this high technology fax machine, for instance. No, we finally legalized marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> People raise a great deal of their own food and do more farm work. Why is that? Why did he put that in quotes? Yeah. <laughs> yes, compared to now, we do work long hours. <laughs> After the war, early new communities gathered around the current universities. That's where I'm going to call BS. <laughs> yeah. That's where the libraries were. We need I, to preserve the knowledge. <laughs> I went to school at Fort UF, which is now called the University of Florida, go Gators. <laughs> Not too much is different, except the military is a large part of people's life, and we spend a great deal of time in the fields and farms at the university or fort. Whatever the fuck that means. So that sounds like a <laughs> weird gentleman mixing farmers. Of, 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 uh, but it is that whole that weird mixing of communism. Like, hey, you're 18, it's time to go into the military, but they almost made... Military part of your daily lifestyle is what he's saying. Like, remember, soldier, service guarantees citizenship. That's right. Would you like to hear more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the overall the big prediction. Here's yeah, some yeah. other predictions he came up with. The Olympics were going to be canceled after 2004. Yeah. Done. Well, that uh, done. The uh, so this is an interesting one. The Columbia space shuttle disaster. Some people say that the quote that our chrononaut is about to read you was pointing towards the Columbia Space Shuttle disaster. Okay, okay. Care to share with me how you solved the overheating problem on your space plane? (laughs) (laughs) Assholes. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I will say, you didn't say there were any quotes on any of those words, so we're moving in the right direction. (laughs) Any problem (laughs) (laughs) he he posted that in february of 2001 the reason it raises eyebrows is because if you remember the columbia was 03 columbia happened in 03 and and the way the way it uh crashed was uh, a piece of foam struck the shuttle's left wing during takeoff which didn't didn't Mm. uh, affect it right then but upon re-entry superheated air breached the damaged wing leading to the ultimate disintegration of the shuttle yeah 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 it just it it the outside hole was unfortunately damaged. So and, people yeah. argue that the quote, let's hear it again, Chrononaut. Care to share with me how you solve the overheating problem on your space plane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't we don't hit it with shit. We dodge debris whenever possible. But people who You think you're so smart, uh, don't you? You asshole. With, yeah, with your learning and your non military learning and 
Learning. And, and why do you su- keep saying learning? You and your supermarkets <laughs> and your ability to transport transport goods more than a hundred miles. You're not having to farm. <laughs> so yeah, so some people believe that that was a reference to now. Columbia. Did he? Is Brondo all they drink in the future because it's got what <laughs> crops need? Is that a okay. thing? Electrolytes. Yeah. One thing I don't I don't know if you if you uh, came across it or not, but he is describing when when he talks about going into the military. So he was basically put in. It, it's like everybody has to to serve, I think, and he was put into this what he calls a shotgun unit. Um, called the Fighting Diamondbacks. Oh, and out of Arizona. now that sounds like a Fighting Diamonds in the shotgun formation or something. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's I, I like I'm not sure why they need the military who who is uh, a threat to them at this point because it sounds you know like uh, a yeah. communist utopia, but. Right. Um, yeah, he part of the military thing. He was he was a shotgun uh, unit, and um, he and his family were far were orange farmers. Okay, and they would sail up and down the coast delivering oranges uh, to people, and he would make orange wine, which oh. apparently is a thing. Really, I had never heard. I've of never that. heard never, of orange I've wine. Never, I want to try orange wine right yeah, I'd now. Like to, too. Yeah, I just tried the new orange Bud Light they had at a bar. Oh my god! It smells like uh, like an orange crush or something like that. Tastes uh, terrible. T- tastes like it sounds. sounds. But it really smells like a soda, like an orange soda. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't that long ago they had. Um, didn't they do a, a Bud Light or maybe it was they got a lime? Di- one of them. One of the brands did a lemon flavor, not Shandy, and I, I actually like that. Oh, they might have. Um, I don't know. Yeah, or some sort of citrus. Anyway. It uh, it reminded me of pledge, <laughs> you know the the, the the cleaner pledge. Not far uh, off. So you mentioned orange. Don't forget that Jacksonville was nuked, and obviously radiation travels yeah. hundreds of miles. I mean, what what is that orange wine? Is it like glowing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like like the radium girls who would like paint with the radi- radium infused paint, and all of a sudden they literally glue right before they died because their bones disintegrated because it was a horrible horrible death. But they Right for about the first three weeks of working there, they were really pretty. They glue in the dark, and guys like, I want to touch you, and your arm fell off. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Literally, job. you want to hear some crazy shit, read about that. Wow. I, I, all I can think of is like Chernobyl. It'd be like people living near Chernobyl right afterwards. <laughs> and, right, yeah. And, hey, let's grow a bunch of produce here and sell it to people. Right. There, was a, there was a craze in the early uh, 19-teens and 20s where they thought radium was good for you. And so they sold radium-infused water, and they realized that radium would make paint glow, your watches and things like that. And so these women that worked in the factories, they were told to shape the brushes with their mouth. So they would put the paint on and, and, and like, twirl it on their tongue, and they <laughs> just got radiation poisoning wow. like crazy don't be so overly dramatic about it Chuck. <laughs> so yeah uh, you you bring up jacksonville but um university of florida is in gainesville so that he he could conceivably be far enough away from the ground zero the fallout the would the fallout, not have uh, okay. possibly and, right. and he also talks about tampa in there too so the fort the fort that he i guess there's <laughs> so many florida towns you guys no except miami nobody gives a shit about miami. <laughs> was was miami newt we're not sure <laughs> we just don't check we're not i don't never <laughs> check uh so yeah there there's there's the the Epicenter of the blast in Jacksonville. Then there's Gainesville, which I think is down further in uh, <laughs> Central, maybe. Yep. But um, and then and then he's talking about being from Tampa as well. So th- I, I don't know if he's crossing his wires. I say I don't so know. So what I'm <laughs> getting at listening to this is John Teeter was the first Florida man 
Florida man claims time travel. That's Florida right. man eats neighbor. Florida man <laughs> just inserts something terrible. Or was he the last? Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Uh, speaking of last, uh, there, there, we have one more uh, one more prediction. Uh, he also said we were going to have a pandemic. I mentioned earlier, uh, Crustfield's Jacob Mad Cow disease. disease. Mad yeah, Cow yeah. disease. Didn't happen. How you say it. Um, and uh, let, let's get a quote from our chrononaut on that one. A great many people are still dying from CJD. That's Kritzville Jacob disease. <laughs> I want to emphasize how devastating this disease will be for you in the future. We only eat meat that we raise ourselves. Do not eat or use products from any animal that is fed and eats part of its own dead. <laughs> the mad cow story here is yet to begin. That's uh, foreboding, yeah. Don't you think that you could just knock that out relatively quickly? Like, if you do this separatist stuff, wouldn't that just kind of die? Well, you'd also think polio would die out, but then again, look at the world we're living in now. Hey, you know, hey, where's Timmy? Iron lung fitting. <laughs> what year is it again? Yeah, 2018, that makes sense. But at least he's not autistic. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought all the worldwide nukes would but he have said a lot eliminated of cr- that problem. So that all crap didn't come true. Did he? Did he get anything right? He got a few predictions what, correct. What kind of predictions are they like? You know, real ones or like or Nostradamus, where they look back at it and go, "This kind of fits ish." Well, first, uh, Iraq and weapons of mass destruction. Uh, here's a, here's a quote. Here's a quote, and and take read it for what you will. None of the things I have said will be a surprise. They were set in motion ten, twenty, even thirty years ago. Are you really surprised to find out that Iraq has nukes now? Or is that just BS to whip everyone up into accepting the next war? Uh, he answered and said nothing there and stirred a hell of a pot. <laughs> Did you know the things that are hot button, hot button, hot button? Well, hot button. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like, wow, all right. Well, and, and you know, so obviously just like the Challenger, people look at that and go, see, there's proof. Uh, we we went to war with Iraq. They didn't actually happen have yeah. weapons of mass destruction. Colin Powell said they did. So therefore, John Titor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, civil unrest. Yep. Uh, the, he he basically said it, it, to sum up. We're not going to go through all of his posts that said it uh, that we would be giving away our freedoms in exchange for safety. Wow. Well, yeah. But that is that is you also always been do a that. That's theme. kind of that's, I, I was literally going to use the word theme. Mm-hmm. So we're on the same page there. Like that's that's every moment of the history of civilization. He said uh, China. In regards to China, here's a quote. The West will become very unstable, which gives China the confidence to expand. That, that okay, yeah. China. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, China. yeah, chi- China is, uh, it, that's true. They are expanding. Uh, they, before they were an insular, uh, they are trying, they they are now trying to become a, uh, a global economy, mm-hmm. uh, part of the global economy. Uh, where they, whereas they weren't as much before. I can name two just from listening to you. Uh, he predicted ish the the space shuttle disaster, and you already said the IBM. Uh, he said shit that no one knew, and IBM comes forward and goes, "Yeah, uh, that's actually true." And if you know the IBM right fifty one hundred the fifty right right. Now, if you want a quick counter on all the things he got wrong, if you weren't paying attention, he, here's one we didn't mention: the two thousand five president would be uh, viewed as a Lincoln type. <laughs> I I. <laughs> I don't know that anyone was looking at George Bush and thinking, um, that's one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. Pepperidge Farm remembers. What else? He also said the United States will elect a female president in the year 2008. Wrong. 
<laughs> he said, uh, he, he met, we mentioned this before, that CERN would discover many black holes. Well, uh, 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 just because you guys don't that, know about them. Uh, you said there would have been a civil war Wrong. right now. No. He said there would have been a World War III Wrong. right now. No. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, we haven't broke up the U.S. yet, but that would have had to have been because you said that we were going to have a civil war. We're going to be. Uh, we haven't been nuked I'm yet. To think, I'm trying to think of what else you taught us, uh, Matt. So all of those predictions he got wrong. wrong. Yeah. But guys, have no fear. There's an easy, easy explanation, and it's called the multi-world theory. So I called it in the beginning. It's just we're You're on so these smart, tangents. Brand. Oh, Brent. Hey, it's a new bubble. It's a bubble. Titor says That's that- how you can think of time. They're bubbles, and they just bump into one another, and sometimes the arches overlap, and sometimes one pops. <laughs> that checks out. Can we hurry it up, Brent, please? You may. Titor says every time you time travel, you create a new world line. Oh. That's his word. That's That's his word. Uh, essentially, <laughs> that's our word. Yeah, can, can we, <laughs> shall we call that a multiverse? Uh, a, a multi, yes. Uh, and every time you do it, a new one comes up. Uh, the timeline diverges by virtue of the fact that you're there. Yeah, you shouldn't that, be there. So and so it, it, you were not, you cannot change the past. You can create a new past. So he's saying that because he showed up here, we're already in a new thread. But then how can he save his own timeline? When he leaves, he'll be going to a different one, right? Well, there's actually science behind that. Uh, yeah, it, you, the way he gets around that is that he gets in his Chevy or pickup or whatever he's using at the time, mm-hmm. and he goes at back. The time <laughs> he goes back one second before he showed up in that uh, timeline and kicks that thing into forward to go rocketing past. Into oh, so his he's own back timeline. in his own so, timeline. So he skips the tangent. He so the tangent's the still there. We're screwed. Yeah. So right. we are screwed. Here, we're screwed. Because well, he's no. not Well, no, because he We will. haven't been no, nuked we're yet. Screwed. No, we're screwed. No, we're screwed. We're screwed. We're screwed. Because he's he's fixing <laughs> his future, not ours. We're a tangent he created by coming here. Damn you, Art Bell. Now he did some calculations to address your specific concern, and he says that his own timeline is 2.5% different than ours. Okay, I want to see that math. Yeah, that, that algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> Show your work, please, Mr. Titor. Yeah. Show your work. It's like an episode of Big Bang Theory where it's just random random math. I'm like, mm, yeah, that no, that works out. I see a pie symbol in there. Yeah. It's good. Mm, is this mm. Common Core? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's my, here's my biggest problem with that. The entire world being nuked and uh, basically a lot of technology's taking a step back and everything else that we've just been through that's only 2.5% different than where we're at right now right right and the other thing is in in case you might be wondering you, you can't just time travel willy-nilly yeah. like he has basically a 60 year window that so he can so it's almost like if you want to go to mars you got to wait until your window or you're coming back from the moon like, kind of but can- what what he does with this it's you think of it as a cone like the farther back you go the more like unstable oh, so it you, is oh you, so you can't pinpoint as well so this is the safe time travel. yeah 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 yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting. And he also said that you can only go back like sixty years, yeah, so at, yeah. a, at a chunk at the most. But if you have a bigger, better version, like you know, with the Pentium two point in it, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it can go further. All right, all right. So here's here's my question: Who was this for really? Could it be that? Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Who 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 is this cat? You know what? I'm going to tell you right after the break. 
suspense. John, the thing is suspense. Tissa. Patient. It's oh. just a jump to the left. <laughs> and then it's up to the right. Can we just talk about Rocky Horror for the rest of the episode? Uh, yeah. Start a show yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. So you asked who could it be? Yeah. Who, yeah. who was behind this? Well, duh. We already said John Teeter. John so, Teeter. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. But if for some reason it wasn't, uh, the, 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 the biggest, I suppose, um, uh, name that's tossed out there is, is actually a family. It's two guys. Let, let me back up. An Italian television program called Voyager aired the results of an investigation of John Teeter in, in May of 2008. Private investigator Mike Lynch found no registry evidence, past or present, of any individual named John Teeter. He did, however, identify the John Teeter Foundation, a for-profit company formed in September of 2003 with no office or address other than a rented post box in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, uh. It, they also found an IP address connected to Tidor, uh, also geolocated to Kissimmee. In 2009, a report uh, of from the website Hoax Hunter named Larry Haber, a Florida entertainment lawyer, as the CEO of the foundation. So that's who was running it. Lynch concluded that Haber and his brother, Maury Haber, a computer scientist, oh, were likely the men behind John Teeter. So uh, that's that's probably the most common um, belief of like who, who, if if there was a hoax, who cooked it up? Right. Who cooked it up? It was the Haber brothers. I, so here's an interesting thing. Um, when we were talking about this, I was chatting with Rogan Razorwire of Project Archivist because they had done an episode on it, and I was telling them, you know, I, I was like, I know that you had a big thing that happened on his because they interviewed a guy. Uh, named Joe or Joseph Meth Metheny or Metheny. Mm. Uh, Metheny, that's the head coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, he mm-hmm. said, uh, one and the same. On his show, he came out and said, I made all of this up and just came out and said, this is me. I'm sorry. And then kind of disappeared off the internet to which, uh, Rogan and Lobo of Project Archivist got a lot of hate mail and people saying, like, take the episode down or I'll kill you because. John Teeter has a lot of fans, as for whatever reason, and so he was like, uh, "Maybe you don't mention that." I'm like, "Nah, I mention it. It's fine," <laughs> like because I don't, uh, you know, it's not like it's it's uh, these people are. are well, what happened there. was uh, John Teeter, the, the, all the people that were angry, mm-hmm. he brought them a Gray's Sports Almanac. Oh, and so they were in line to make some money cubs, on the ponies. The Cubs. I get the. I'd get the one that's two point five percent off. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> well, I like I like the idea. What of is this dust resistant jacket? Oh, no, if you like dust, we have this, this so item called a it's dust. Kinda like, it's kind of like the ghosts at the Congress Hotel. I say, like, just like I said, come at me, ghosts. I say, any T-Door fans, come at me. Come try to kill me. I'm Joe Peck. I'll send so, you out my uh, address. So they think this is the guys, one. That, those are the guys. That just the, the this is the one that Joe should actually be worried about. Yeah, this Matheny guy uh, actually was the, I guess they call him the architect of this augmented reality game back in the day called Ong's Hat. I think this is the same guy, if I'm remembering right. Uh, And it was was kind of a weird 
have you guys come across Cicada 3301 yes. yet? Yeah, we're doing an episode yet. We have but, an upcoming yeah. episode on it. So it's it's sort of in that same, like... Figure this out. and, and kind of Yeah, kind of like riddles and like, mm-hmm. oh, look deeper and, and here's, you know, the meaning of life and blah, blah, blah. But it's all a game. Yeah, the red yeah. pill. So that, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, this this guy is connected in that vein. Uh, was that, uh, was that, he, that uh, game also uh, supposedly... Part of the government to figure out, or like Cicada? Um, no, like no, the last that one. That one was just. I don't think so. I don't think there was anything was like we're trying to obvious. to put uh, all the the smartest people together, and you know, yeah. and then Men in Black. Everything. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was just sort of a, a game for super nerds and and intellectuals who were bored with life. And well, we all know all that. the plebs. The so whole the, that, smartest people together thing is unnecessary from a game. They just come grab the four of us. That's that, true. That we're already on a podcast. So those are those, those are the potential hoaxers. But we all know that the other option as to who could it be is simply what we've told you from uh, the get-go. I believe John Teeter. It was John Teeter. An actual mm-hmm. time traveler. That's, that just makes sense. Or and, some other time traveler using the name John uh, Teeter. Of course, bitchy, and, bitchy and somewhat smarmy <laughs> time is, traveler. It, uh, it's a name that it's probably one of those things when you talked about it, like I told you I didn't know a lot about it, but even if you don't know this, You've probably heard the name before, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because it's been mentioned in a lot of things. And, and we, you know, we, we've mentioned on here briefly in one episode. And know. there's offshoot. There there are tons of offshoot conspiracies that basically take it and then try to run with it and make it like 2.0. Yeah. Uh, there's actually another guy who claims that he's John Teeter the second. Oh, uh, and I didn't even bother getting son into of that. Teeter? Is he like the son of Spenguli? Yes, that's L- exactly little, what it is. Little JJ's coming into play. There you go, you know? All right, guys. Time for the most important part of the show. I told time. you the story. Is it the time on Sprockets when we dance? When we dance. It's close. Uh, the Titor story mm-hmm. has produced a bunch of pop culture, up to and including the, the game that, that David just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So there are there, there are video games, like we said. There's 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 fictional. There's movies. There's uh, fiction. There, there's fiction. You don't say. No, created as an offshoot. Oh, this no, no. wasn't fiction, of okay, course. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but I think there was even a graphic novel. Uh, I I also saw, you know, just in, you know, we we're talking about this, you not wanting to research it, but looking up his name, it pops up in in games and things, which are probably just Easter eggs. You oh, know what I mean? Where they're and the John Tito. Well, that was actually you know? him going back in time and planting uh, those in there <laughs> okay. so you could learn about it. In time. Wasn't um, wasn't Majora's Mask just basically this story? It's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what Majora's Mask was. Sure. <laughs> Dumbasses. Seabot, stop My it. My favorite level was when you're trying to change the tire on the Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> that's stationary, doesn't yeah. have to <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this Corvette. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. So the probably the most important thing that came out of it was the music. Yeah, that's the most important. Let's we'll give listen to, to a few songs that uh, are a homage to Mr. Titor. So this first one, the artist calls himself John Titor, but I don't Original. think they're claiming to be the time traveler. I think it's just a, yeah. uh, you know. John Titor. Not no, that a, one. A nom de plume. Uh, and the title of this song is going to space where i'm going i don't know i just know i'm gonna be alone i don't gonna have that i'm breathing i'm gonna see the things i'm seeing everything is gonna be new i gotta be focused forget about you i'm gonna try to stay alive and being back to being the time everything is gonna be fine everything is 
shit uh uh auto-tuned shit is a thing but 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 you know the the i believe it's john teeter it's okay for a while or not i mean okay okay is not the right word but it's whatever and then like are you gonna throw up on my shoes uh you get to the hook and i'm hooked all right john teeter going to space that's got to be a challenge do they get better or worse which way are we going? Which way are we going? Because you told me you have I, a few. I regret to inform you that that was the best one we're going to hear. Oh, that actually excites me, actually, uh, more than up, I should say. Up next, uh, we have an instrumental by a band called Travelers of Time, and the name of the song is John Titor. T-Y-M-E? T- the, yeah, oh, time is spelled T-Y-M-E. Oh, they're getting a little seasonal on Go us. in the kitchen, Love too. It. You know what? For the first, the most of it, it just sounded like, like your your average surfer music. Surf, yeah, yeah. I was just singing like uh, it's yeah, a it's surf like band. the venture. Somebody's yeah. remixing the yeah. venture. Any of those old Bond movies where he's on a island? Oh. It sounds like music that would play oh, in yes. the background. Yeah. But then there's you mean that Hawaiian one. shirt Bond? No, Mister Titor. I but, expect <laughs> you to die. <laughs> but then there's that oh. random person talking in the background, or Almin, oh. or. Oh, I, I, you just changed the timeline. I like that the uh, the YouTube video had his insignia on there, though his little time <laughs> yeah, travel patch. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the next one is called "Ode to John Teeter," uh. the ballad of a disgruntled time traveler. So it sounds like someone was reading his his posts. If yes. like, as David said, uh, they were they were snarky. This is by a least. gentleman named Jason Weaver. John Teeter, John Teeter, would you help me, please? Stuck in a world where I don't want to be Fucking folk hero. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm, folk I'm, hero. I'm that guy's newest uh, member of his uh, fan club. But is seriously, it, when I when I put out my country album, I'm going to yeah. entitle it yeah. The Wrongs Are All Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy's Jeez. playing City Winery next weekend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A Whole Foods, I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, we have a local, we have a grocery here in, uh, a grocery store here in Chicago called Mariano's. And it's just like <laughs> yeah. a normal, everyday, gro- if you're on the West Coast, it's like a Ralph's. If you're, you're on the East Coast, it's like a, a Publix, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And whenever you go in there, every now and then they'll just have a random musician playing. And they're playing by the odd uh, meat section that has python, camel, uh, what else do they have there? <laughs> Turtle, like the weird stuff. And there's just some guy playing. You're like, okay, I'm. Yeah, uh, what what is going? happening right now? It's just so wrong, weird. Wrong, yeah, and the wrongs are all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just don't displaced. eat this meat. You'll be up all night. <laughs> <laughs> mad cow disease. He's, he's trying to warn. He's, he's trying, trying to warn. Yeah, this next one's called "Here's Here Here's You Shine," and it's by the John Teeter Sound Project. So it's kind of like the Alan Parsons Project. Uh, Alan Parsons Sound Machine Project. Here we go.
I don't even know what that has to do with him. I don't That's think it has it... anything to do with I him. I don't know, but those guys have pretty they, sick instruments for being uh, a BS like little like, nobody band. They picked like four people of completely different clothing and styles yes. and said, yes. form a band. And they're and like, that guy, you are band now. Let's just try to be R.E.M. guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't he have some sort of weird accent? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes like... by the ledge. It's not quite the edge, <laughs> but it's close. And finally, this one is called Song for the Time Traveler John Teeter, and it's by a young lady named Handy Garner. Handy Garner? Han Gardner? Handy? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly, looking at the name here. Apologies Hyundai, to, to Hyundai Gardner. Handy. Hyundai Elantra? She has a fucking helmet on. What is happening? For safety. Her walls are covered in what appears to be pelts of some sort. She's wearing sunglasses and a helmet. There is a obviously low-budget hand-painted tiger drawing and a popcorn ceiling. Is that a vacuum by the door? It was at one time. You're you're missing the best part, the words. I can't make out what she's saying. The plan's good. Um, right, yeah. and she's got a helmet and glasses, so she's Aviators. ready in case any sort of time trouble brews. Well, that's her time travel helmet, she said. Oh, uh, uh, so I, as you can see, John Tidor had so many has left so many different legacies with us, and probably the most important, the seminal work that we just played. Isn't for you. it funny? Just just step back and look at what we're doing right here. Some guy sent two faxes to a radio show 20 years ago and then wrote a blog post and we're talking about him and arguing and people are giving other shows death threats about this guy. God bless America. Well, and that's the thing about this one. When you when most of the topics that we do there is some sort of uh, person saying there's an actual sighting of something. There is some sort there there's some sort of something we did crystal skulls. These exist whether they mean anything or not is is the question. Yeah. This there's, was there's photo evidence that Hitler was real. This was I mean, literally yeah. a troll. Got it in. I got uh, it in. Yeah, well Dang done. <laughs> this was literally a troll on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean or a time traveler, but uh a troll on the internet and a time traveler. 20 <laughs> years later we're Ayo. talking about him on this Ham and Egg podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, do we need to do your thoughts? I think my thoughts are uh, well done. I um, two people that have come up with BS that stuck, and I love it. The guy who came up with John Teeter, and the guy who told you that if you get stung by a jellyfish, you need to piss on it because <laughs> uh, that one isn't true yes. too. And that guy is my spirit animal. Like you the know. dude that said you, you swallow like eight spiders a year. Yeah, sleep yeah, or yeah. <laughs> or that but, if you eat a Taco Bell that you'll get cockroaches growing in your I cheek. I pray oh. Jesus, dude. that something- Too hard in the paint. Right? <laughs> I pray that something I do in my life decades from now yes. has strangers pissing on other strangers. Like that is- <laughs> with, co- yeah. with cockroaches growing in the yeah. mouth? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. No, I don't care as long as this is involved. Joe, what are your thoughts on the time traveler? I don't know, man. His wife was I mean, not. What do you, he's airtight. Obviously, anything he was as incorrect in, he about was is put, a different is a different timeline, a different world say, line. That didn't happen here. Two point five percent. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, it's brilliant. He did it. As in, you want him in an airtight box, and just like every good 
one of these conspiracies. There's these little ringers, the fact that he knew stuff about IBM, things mm-hmm. like that, that are just these little snippets that make those those diehard, fervent fans go, Love see, it, I yeah. told you so. All over it. So so our, our resident expert, David. The chrononaut. <laughs> yeah, the fluoride machine himself. What, oh, what's boy. the what's the thoughts? You, you know, it's it's funny, like, with those little kernels, like you said, it it's enough to make people stop and say, wait a minute, is there something to this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, he goes on these weird, like, pretty libertarian yeah. kind of rants, which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's Not just, that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> it, it, it's just a weird dichotomy when he's also talking yeah. about like literal communism in the future and you know there's a lot of political and pop culture things that he throws out there so if it's somebody who uh, faked it all then he was he definitely had his finger on the pulse of a lot of stuff in the world so, at the yeah, time. some of these people that fake these things don't just go oh, i'm gonna do it they put in research and they, mm-hmm. they do so that's what always blows my mind is the ones that stick are these ones where someone went if this was a fake they're like i'm gonna actually research some stuff and try to figure some stuff out so that there's at least yeah these kernels of truth that, yeah. that uh, you cannot deny certain mm-hmm. things no matter what so that there there will always be an argument if you go deeper than we did you'll go insane but if you go deeper than we did you'll definitely see all the political leanings yeah and- mm-hmm. And that's a lot less the fun. Of the like this is, and we didn't even. You guys this is didn't it's a lot us. more fun just talking about. Uh, oh, hey, the world got nuked three years ago. You know that's right. fun and funny. But uh, some of the political stuff, it's like okay, you're actually starting to see We're the agree to disagree on the humor of that. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, we, you actually I for start one to welcome s- our new overlords. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you actually start to see his reasoning, I guess, for writing all of this. And it's not as fun and sci-fi as as it appears on the surface. Yeah, there's Is that a, a fair way to say it. There's sure, always sure. an ulterior motive to most things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our thoughts, Nation. What are yours? Let us know if you think that we are stupid and not believing wholeheartedly in the John Teeter story. How can they tell us that? And he's trying to make friends just with Joe. I don't get it. Well, if you want to yell at that robot or talk to us or just discuss this episode, hop on Facebook and join our discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just type in that little search bar, Hysteria Nation. Yeah, and Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. You can find our regular page on there. Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. Please give us a follow and tweet at us. Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can get yourself T-shirts. Stickers, koozies, being guest on the show, pick the Joe topic. Joe Peck has donated his underwear yes. and will send it to Packed. whoever donates the least. Much, the whites. Much like a weird Asian site, uh, he'll send you worn underwear and pay you. A- no, uh, it wasn't, wasn't in Japan. They had vending machines. Supposedly with used underwear. With used underwear. Yeah. Yeah, for real. No, like, no, that's for real. That's legit. I, now, admittedly, when things like this travel around the internet, it's there was one and somebody took a picture. It's not like they're on every street corner. You mean like the automatic pizza machine I found in yes. Brussels? Yes. So we were in uh, L.A. And you know this is stupid, but Lisa and I are in L.A. and we're at this like, oh, you're saying place. It. They had a machine and there's like caviar and stuff. And I'm like, who would buy the $600 can of caviar out of a vending machine? Was it Beluga? Probably because I that would. The good Cause, stuff. Because John bought that last week, right? <laughs> Out of a vending Is machine. Is it the Beluga? Oh, I bought that. Don't forget outside of Patreon if you want to hear yourself on the show. Leave us a voicemail seven seven three six six nine 
7277. Again, 773-669-7277. If you hey, forgot. Hey, Brent. Yeah. Can, can you guys set up a fax number? I mean, you know I feel what? like after this episode, that's um, really necessary. You can send it. At that, yeah. that is our Google well, number. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. You could probably fax that. Uh, I don't know, and we'll probably I mean, he, get he it. He brings up a valid point. How else are we going to get faxes from T4? Exactly, from the future someone, fax machine. Someone try to send us a fax, 773-669-7277, and we'll let you know if we get it or not. I'm excited. If you forget this or any of the things we've just said, you can go to hysteria51.com, find all of that, including links to our T-shirts. It's under the shop section, pins, and Lots a wheel of, of conspiracy. It's so fun at parties. Spin the wheel, talk about a conspiracy. We had a guest a special guest, an expert on John Tidor, who is also an expert in the podcasting world, David Flora. Thank you, sir. Where can everyone find you, find your show? It's All a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on. Thank you guys for having me back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it, you can find all my stuff at uh, blurryphotos.org. If you can't get enough of this John Teeter feller uh, or this uh, awful Charlton Heston knockoff. Uh, <laughs> you damn dirty time traveler. <laughs> That's right. Uh, go, go seek out uh, my episode on John Teeter. I, I, it was pretty recent i awesome. think i released it in january february but um and much more well researched than this one well you can pry it from impossible. this cold dead sinusoid that's right <laughs> <laughs> um, but play it uh, on your ipod no matter what it is blurry photos podcasts wherever <laughs> fine podcasts are free yeah absolutely joe, joe uh brent just said he wanted to thank our one special guest i know um, <laughs> he's our super special guest uh, I, I, I think like I think you're digging out right there. Joe, yeah, it didn't, it didn't happen. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming back on the program. Uh, no, you don't. Yes, I do, Seabot. Shut up. <laughs> you just shut up. Shut your dirty mouth right now. Of course. There it is. Seabot loves me. He teases those he loves. Well, Joe, thank you for joining. Yeah. Welcome to beer. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been David. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bat. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. <laughs> oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.